He always seems to get involved, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? Let's dive into some of these questions here. Again, uh, a reminder, the best way to get your uh, question on the show, your topic of choice on the show, is to leave a five-star review on iTunes and and post that question there, and I will get to it um, in that following weekend. That is a, a guarantee that I'm going to get to it. There are some questions here that, that were put in the mentions, and I'll try to get to as many of them as I can, but... You know, we I, we can't have like a three hour episode here. That would I'm not I'm not equipped to do that. So first <laughs> question here, first question here from uh, at Jason K Redline is honest prediction for a series against Denver, the Kings, or the Grizzlies. All possible playoff matchups. Maybe rank them in order of difficulty. I I don't need to go into like predictions because the Lakers I think against. Denver and Memphis, I think, would be underdogs. I think the Kings would be kind of a, a toss-up. Um, they, they might be favored against the Kings, given given how public the Lakers are, you know, and how many people. Yeah, like, yeah gambling-wise, they may be favored against the Kings. At least going into the first game, and then, like, you know, yeah. there'd be an adjustment after the, the first game. But uh, let's rank those teams in order of te- – and we can throw Phoenix in that group, too. Uh, teams of that of those first four teams, those first four seeds, Denver, Sacramento, Memphis, and and the Suns, uh, rank them in order <coughs> of uh, of 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 which team you would like to see most at the top of the list. Okay, so uh, I, in that list, even though I just made the argument on our playback the other day with Aaron over at uh, All Access Lakers, where I said that I believe that the Kings, it is totally possible that they could win the West just because of how disappointing this West is. Like, that is by far, like, number one, you know, yeah. target. And I understand why the Kings have taken offense to that. And Mike Brown's carrying around clips of Brian Windhorst on his phone to, like, play on podcasts and stuff and because they're offended by it. I totally get it. I just, you know, that defense is horrific. I yeah. think that the Lakers have the personnel to make things difficult on Sabonis. And I do not think that he is going to be able to guard AD the way that things are going. Yes, and Fox as well. Like, to a lesser degree, but still, yes. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, that would definitely be number one on my list is that also for you do you want to alternate uh no I, I agree on your number one there uh i everything i would i would say i would agree with there and also just like they don't have the reps you yeah. know like in terms of matchups and all of that stuff i'm sorry a a a group a an organization that hasn't been to the playoffs in 16 years going up against a pairing in LeBron and AD that won a championship only a couple of years ago. Like, I'm sorry. Of, of of course, that's who I would like to face most. I, I also next? want it just because those games, like the, I almost called them the Arco crowd, the the Golden yeah. One Center crowd. Uh, uh, they, you need know, to, like, they need to name it Arco just for that playoff series. Yeah. Like rename it Arco. You know, just, just rebuild Arco for that series. You know, just. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I think that that it would just be an electric environment. And, you know, I know you and I both have friends that are Kings fans and, you know, it would just be a lot of fun to sort of resuscitate that old sort of almost right. Like that was for a while. That was like the Lakers kind of closest rival during that oh, three for, sure. for the most part. Yeah, because like mm-hmm. the Celtics were during their, you know, like 30 year stretch where they have as many rings as the Toronto Raptors. And, um, <laughs> you know, like the like the Spurs, the Lakers generally took care of you know at that point like the kings might have been sort of there are trials they I were certainly them the, the ones most. that pushed them the hardest i think i hated that yeah. team more than than any other team in the league because the celtics yeah. didn't matter back then and uh you could say maybe the spurs but like you said during the during the three-peat the lakers i believe swept the spurs um yeah and, 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 and like correct. one another series against them fairly handily yeah. Obviously, the Spurs were the team that eventually knocked them off, right? Like, yeah, but the, they, that was more they were just tired, you know? Yeah. He's just like, like yeah, yeah, we're tired. I guess we'll give somebody a try. They're like, ah, we're on the road. It's like, Draymond has a point. Um, we're just tired. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I guess number two for me, this is going to sound disrespectful as hell, but I guess the Nuggets, honestly. Oh, all right, I like it. I'm yeah. not allowed in Denver because of my Jokic takes, so I'll let you get this heat. Your Jokic takes? I feel like you're pretty uh, you're pretty high on Jokic. Uh, apparently, people, not high enough. I guess. They, they, uh, you know, I, I'm. I was talking. I literally <laughs> was talking to Adam Modest because I'm. I'm. You know, he and I are going to record a pod in the next week or so too. And um, yeah, people. I, I used to. I used to have an open invite to the DNVR bar. To like, if the Lakers and the in the Nuggets faced off, I would fly. Out they there. have your face up on the on the outside. Do not let this man in. I asked him. I was like, "So am I like not welcome to the DMVR?" Bar? He's like, "Yeah, probably not. I don't think so." So yeah, <laughs> I'd I'd go there. It'd be fun to get booed just for. I once. would love you know, to like go in person. Yeah, no, I, I would love yeah, to go. that'd be fun. Um, I would take a picture yeah. of my picture on the dartboard. Like that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just uh, you got to hope that they recognize the difference between you and the dartboard. You know, it's like <laughs> knocking back a couple. Hopefully, nobody like flings one at your head, and then well, you know. look. If there's one thing I can say about myself, it's that I am not two D. I am very Although, much three D. <laughs> I mean, I have very good dirty. health. I have, you know, like I, I have good health insurance. I can get this like you know cyst thing excised or whatever. But if it came down to it, maybe a dart would do the job. Um, you know, <laughs> just. <laughs> So if like, I develop a Adam, system. how's your dart throwing skills? Um, yeah, no. <laughs> so for me, getting back to the Nuggets, like I, I think, just generally, like I, I don't trust them defensively in the playoffs. Like I don't. Again, none of these are good options. These aren't like if I was like, oh man, I, these are the teams that I would like pick the Lakers to beat out of every single team in the NBA. It's like no, out of the top four, this is the team that I think they would have the second best shot at, and that's in part because I, AD has typically, in my opinion, like kind of cooked Jokic when it has mattered. And mm-hmm. I think that like AD for the last several weeks has been the Lakers' best player, sort of by far by a wide the margin. The version of AD and, that cooked Jokic, like he has yeah. looked like that guy yes exactly even on like one leg the other night versus the timberwolves so again injuries are always going to be a concern oh, this could cat. look laughably Oof. bad in a little while but uh you know yeah I, I, that's sort of the matchup that i would want second most if i was the lakers are you in agreement no uh it's fairly close i think memphis is as fraudulent as a team can be um i you know i i just I think Dylan Brooks is going to cost them a playoff game. Um, I, 
maybe more than one playoff game. Because by the way, like he Dylan Brooks could... versus LeBron in the playoffs is going to be like it's going to rise to Lance Stevenson levels if we if we get that series. Like yeah, we've seen yeah. what he's done to like to those kinds of players. You know that that like go out of their way to piss him off. Like they they do, and then he gets pissed off, and they end and he ends <laughs> series. Against those, it's gonna be Jay Crowder salsa dance all over. Well, it's gonna. That, I, I mean, that's gonna get to with a, a good ending. I think Dylan Brooks's teammates are gonna be calling technicals on him to hopefully get him suspended. Like I think that they're gonna be going out of their way, like, "Hey, ref, you you can't let him disrespect you like that. You got to get him out of here." I think if he picks up another, like, you know, if he picks up another, no, he's already been suspended for technicals, and yeah. I think he's at that point that where resets like, every in the other, playoffs. I believe. Uh. I don't know if that's necessarily true because with Draymond, oh, maybe not. He, Draymond, like it was, he got suspended because it was every other technical you get suspended for, um, and that's why he missed the finals game for for like his antics and stuff. I'm, I, I, you can look that up too. But yeah, yeah, I think, I'm, I'm googling it right now. Even beyond that, though, with with Dylan Brooks and 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 that stuff, and beyond the fraudulence, um, because that is you know obviously intangible analysis, but I do think the noise around John Morant this year has been a lot for them to deal with. I don't, I, I do think like John Morant as a playoff point guard, um, who can get picked on will, you know, be kind of an issue for them moving forward until that is no longer the case. Uh, Jaron Jackson jr. Fouls at an insane rate. And you get an AD who's going up against a Jaron Jackson Jr. who fouls as much as he does. And yeah. you have AD focused on getting an a LeBron and AD focused on getting to the rim. You know, and 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 we're gonna get some incredible. There. This is rigged tweets like uh, oh, of for the sure. fan bases to call yeah. uh, out rigging. Uh, that that's like high on the list. Like yeah. I think just because of how many stupid fouls Jaron Jackson is gonna get on AD. Yeah. Well, in general, he does. He yeah. he commits a lot of stupid fouls. No, like he does. Yeah, yeah. It's not all like people like to think that he picks up a lot of his fouls, or, or that people with foul trouble do so because they're like trying to protect the rim that much. But no, like you, the people who have foul trouble are the idiots who like commit over the backs that they have no business trying to commit or trying, you know, trying to get the balls that they have no business trying to get to, and those like those two or three fouls a game really add up. And I think, you know, with Jaron Jackson Jr., he gets a lot of those dumb fouls, a lot of moving screen fouls because he doesn't set his feet properly as he's getting ready to do that. And he doesn't have the uh, reputation that, like, Draymond Green does that allows Draymond to, like, full-on, you know, cross-check people when he sets screens. So, yeah, I think I think Memphis, to me, is, is there. Um, but I think Denver, like, the questions that you raise about Jokic defensively, not just in terms of AD in that matchup, but also like Jokic in the pick and roll where he's going to have to defend a D'Angelo Russell or a Dennis Schroeder pick and roll. And, and he's another guy. Or um, LeBron. Or Le well, <clears throat> LeBron's tricky because like if you're, if it's like a LeBron AD pick and roll, I think they're Denver just to save Jokic from getting into foul trouble just tells their guys to go under it and hope that LeBron yeah. just takes those threes. But yeah, fair yeah I, but I think, but like, I, I do think with, with like that matchup and the number of ways that the Lakers can attack Jokic in the pick and roll or in dribble handoffs and, and stuff like that, 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 you know, and, and like I, like I said with Jaron Jackson, 
Jokic picks up a lot of stupid fouls too. He commits a lot of those frustration, like, I just missed a bunny that I shouldn't have missed, and I feel like I got fouled, so I'm just going to, you know, slap at somebody here yep. right now really quick. Like, he's another guy. And, and, and like, you know, Nuggets fans are probably going to say that it would be rigged and that the Lakers are going to get a funny whistle there or whatever. And maybe, like, we have seen that the numbers look kind of ridiculous this year for the Lakers in terms of free throws. But, but yeah, I think both of those matchups um, are, don't particularly scare me. And they for damn sure don't scare me as much as Kevin fucking Durant does. Yeah, I mean, yeah, series. so that's that's last on both of our lists. As a, as a quick, you know, fact check on you, uh, they, they I was correct. They do, the technical fouls do reset in the playoffs. You get six, and then every single one after that is a suspension. So, okay. um, yeah, so like seventh and onward is a so suspension. So it must so, have been his seventh tech then that got him out of the finals game. I mean, yeah, or it would no. I think he had flagrant points. I don't even think was it technicals. I thought it was like flagrant points for Draymond. It was all yeah, kinds like, of stupid stuff with Draymond. He kicked Stephen Adams in the nuts twice during that series. <laughs> like, remember when Warriors fans were telling us it was his natural shooting motion? <laughs> Which, to be fair, it might be his shooting motion is a little wonky. But yeah, you can't. Uh, as as Stephen Adams has said, it's not that big a target, mate. You know, it's uh, like you know, <laughs> gotta try and kind of be aiming. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's such a yeah. great Stephen Adams quote. That's like that's exactly what might. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't even going to try and do the accent. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the the Suns I think are last on both of our lists for obvious yeah. reasons. They are, you know, they are like a team that the Lakers would have some matchups against that you'd feel good about. Like I, I think AD could probably get going pretty well in that series, but Kevin Durant is horrifying. And yeah. uh, Devin Booker is, you know, as much for as much as Lakers fans don't like him or whatever, like, you know, that is, that is not a guy. Really dangerous. That I want this team having to track for a seven game series. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. Uh, I already answered a question about Delo, so I won't get to that one. Um, oh, the CBA. So uh, at Beware Piatto writes, uh, will the new CBA help or hurt the Lakers? And um, <laughs> I would like to congratulate Jeannie Buss on, on you know, single-handedly passing that second max or second uh, cap apron. Like, well, well done, yeah. Jeannie. Congrats. Yeah. So <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> But I think, you know, you would think for big market team, whatever, like this is this is meant to kind of curb their spending. The Lakers, I believe, are spending less on payroll than the Bucks this year. Uh, mm -hmm. If I remember, it's close, but it's less, I believe, or at least paying less in taxes. And so, you know, this is not a team that, you know, again, like they've spent, they're in the upper, you know, 10 of the league. It's not like I, I'm saying they have like, you know, they're, they're running, you know, like Orlando magic payrolls or, you know, yeah. whatever. I, I assume there's, you know, like they're the Pelicans who never Jordan. paid luxury tax. Like, yeah, she, the Hornets are a good example. Uh, there you go. That's the <laughs> team I should have went with. Yeah. It, you know, it's not the Hornets roster. Like they, they have when, paid money. I'm not. When Michael saw that, that new apron there that he was like, you know, maybe I don't need to sell. Yeah. Well, you know, you heard the Hornet statement. They're not, there's no sale uh, agreed to yet. Okay. There's no sale. Yeah. It's not imminent. Especially not know. now. Yeah. No, they, he, he heard some rumors of the new CBA. He's like, hold on now. Wait, what? The, the price just went up. Um, yeah. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So I think this is ultimately, I think, going to be good for the Lakers because guys are always going to want to play in L.A. Like, that's not going to be a problem. Like, they're going to get stars. It doesn't change that, anything like that. You know, I it does the, I, the rule of you no longer have to use part of your mid-level exception to sign, you know, the Rob rookies rule. to a longer than a two-year contract. Yeah, like the Rob, literally the Rob Polinka rule. Like now, mm-hmm. you know, he can still give Kendrick Nunn six million and sign his rookie to a longer yeah. than two-year deal. And yeah. so they won't have to pay him like $80 million in restricted free agency <laughs> two years into his career. Yeah. Just hypothetically, <laughs> if that were something <laughs> that were possibly that going could, to happen. That could play out. Yeah. yeah, somewhere in the near future. Yeah, I'm happy for Austin though. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, the the Rob Palinka Austin Reeves rule. Like, there's that. I also think that um, you know some of the honestly curbing spending at the top is kind of low key good for the Lakers because it makes them look less bad by comparison to you know your Steve Ballmers, your Joe Lacobs, whatever. Like, it's going to make those guys think twice about how like all these trades, the uneven trades rule where you can you know take back more, you can't take back more once you're over a certain level. Again, like that's something that the Warriors and Clippers have done time and time again to just like add payroll, keep going further over the tax, keep adding more money so that they can, you know, pay more in taxes, but field a better team because they have all these different kind of salary slots to move around and play around with using all their draft picks. Like, you know, the Lakers, that's something that they have done in the past, but it's not something that they've done as much of. And so again, like sort of limiting the happier spenders, it might end up sort of low-key helping this team uh, with at least with the current ownership group. I don't know if you agree or disagree. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, uh, yeah, with with as things exist. We do know now that the know Lakers that have exist. a hard cap because there's no way they're going into that second tax bracket. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Like, that's, yeah. I, that's never happening. So, all right. I want to be clear on this. I think the CBA, for all the reasons that you kind of talked about, helps the Lakers. But I think it's like, and maybe I need to wait and see what this actually looks like and, and how it all plays out or whatever. But yeah, we're definitely getting this 240 characters at a time, which has been irritating. And so, ridiculous. like, you know, there's a lot. Of, yeah. Yeah. Just get it, like, get it hammered out and then send us your stuff. Like, just give it to Larry stupid. Kuhn and let him write it up on his site so that we can yeah. understand it. Okay. Like, um, I think these rules are so astronomically stupid for the league. I, yeah, I mean, I think some of them very much are. I like. I understand. So I get maybe implementing a second, you know, that 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 new apron that they're talking about that would, you know, further tax teams that want to spend so much more than everybody else. If an owner wants to spend that much and they're willing to pay those taxes, then <clears throat> I will never complain about a billionaire getting taxed. That is not something. That is not something I'm ever going to really worry about. But where I take issue with it is limiting the the amount of tools in their in their toolbox because they are willing to spend that way. That's bullshit. Yeah. And I think that legitimately hurts the league because like the NBA is trying to exist like the NFL. 
right? The NFL is the model that I think the NBA is going after where it's a, a mediocrity slash parody uh, type of league where everybody feels like they have a chance and and fans will tune in to every game no matter who happens to be playing there. Except, hold on, that isn't the case. NBA NBA fans, like if you're a Bucks fan, chances are you're not going to watch like, you know... Who's like a middling Western Conference team? The Clippers against like the the you know the Heat or something like that. That's not like fans fans of NBA teams. They don't just like oh cool the NBA is on. I'm gonna go watch that. And maybe they're trying to train that in fans, and then maybe they're trying to get that like to to get fans to that place. But in like that's the kind of thing that you grow through the popularity of the sport not by making your best teams worse like the, the the league forever for as long as it's ever existed the best eras in the history of the nba the most popular eras in the history of the nba were when michael and the bulls were a goliath that everybody was hoping would kind of get knocked off the warriors the, 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 the they were the rare never... goliath that i feel like most people were rooting for honestly maybe yeah but the the, yeah. the warriors for damn sure were a goliath that everybody freaking hated and and their ratings were off the charts because they were hoping to tune in to one of the few times in that year that they would lose the lakers when they were winning their three-peat were certainly a goliath that a lot of people got sick of watching uh win in those games the showtime era when you had two great teams in the Lakers and the Celtics, like the people who I'm not sure that Adam Silver likes basketball is what I, I keep on arriving at because like this guy just doesn't seem to understand any of the history of his league or what people like in sports. Like he just keeps on, like we just, we keep on having to watch these 145 to 139 point games where Every single time somebody breathes on a tiny little guard, we have to watch free throw after free throw after free please, throw after free please, throw. Hold on. Austin Reeves' free throws have been legitimate, Anthony. No, other than him. He, everything's yeah, fine. Yeah, other than him. Um, but, but like, I, I, we just, we keep on, we keep on seeing this thing move further and further and further into, like, these uh, case studies that he gets the results to and tries to retrofit to, you know, uh, in, 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 emphasize... The, the, the results of those case studies. People like scoring. Okay, cool. We'll get 175 to 174 games because we're going to get 75 free throws in each from each of those teams over the course of that game, except nobody likes free throws. No. <laughs> nobody likes that. And no nobody, likes, nobody likes mediocrity in the NBA. Do you think there is anyone who actually likes free throws? Like, do you think there's somebody that, like, tunes into a game and they're like, oh, man, yes, favorite time? All right, let's see his technique. <laughs> right. I want to see the wind-up, yeah. the follow-through. I, I mean, bet there are. I, There's probably, like, some, like, weird, like, very strange, like, youth basketball coaches that, like, you know, love to watch, like, James Harden free throws for, like, the I will say, like, I am a free throw nerd. Like, I think I think free throws are fascinating. Like, AD's free throw percentage getting yeah. significantly worse over the course of a game is really interesting to me. It's an interesting like, story <laughs> that is less interesting to watch. Right. Like, I don't need, <laughs> I don't need to see the case study play out. Like, I don't need, yeah. But, like... But I, I, I especially, I, don't, I really don't need to see it play out in a playoff game, for example. Please no. <laughs> but, but yeah, like I just the, the, the idea that the NBA is going to make the, the upper echelon of team more mediocre and therefore think that it's going to drive more casual participation from fans is so 
antithetical to the reality of the league that like every time I see this new, like the, 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 the mid season tournament thing or whatever, like I can, I can get behind that. I like the idea of, of like some team. Yeah. I mean, it's like winning a game to stop like Patrick Beverly from making $500,000 that season. That's great. I love that. That's, that's the stuff. Especially if Austin Reeves hits him with the too small afterwards. (laughs) Like your this bank is, account this is going to be your, ba- your pay lower. sub. This is going to be your pay sub this month. <laughs> like, gives them a little so, like, like that stuff. That stuff I'm fine with. Trying to you know trying to implement something like that in the middle of the season that will make events that like tentpole events that otherwise don't exist in the NBA season. Fine, I'm cool with trying stuff like that out. The playing game, for example, was something that I think a lot Success. of people were. Yeah, I think it's really worked out. You know, uh, I, I, I and, and I look forward to it every year. You know, I will look forward to it a lot more this year if the Lakers aren't in it. But I've, oh, yeah. I've, I think they have they have really uh, they have squeezed a lot of juice from that rock. And so there are some things that, you know, some experiments that they have done that I think have really worked out. But like in this case where you're allowing your 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 cheapest, brokest owners uh, to make the league more mediocre because they refuse to do the one thing that they should be expected to do, that being putting up capital to make your team more competitive, like that is just so wrong. It is it is just so far away from my view of what the NBA should be. And, you know, maybe we'll see that, you know, it turns out that some of this stuff, and, and I personally can't believe that the, the, the union essentially allowed those cheap, broke-ass owners to implement this hard cap. I can't believe it because it's one thing for the, the, the luxury tax to exist, you know, another apron to exist and, and make it so that those, those, uh, you know, those teams that pay that much have to pay that much more luxury tax. But when you actually make it harder for them to improve, they aren't allowed to get buyout players. Like that was the funniest rule of like, (laughs) no, you know why that's the funniest rule is because that's not even a punishment. They don't want to get buyout players, you know, like they don't, they're like, like, the Warriors are like, we have like, we have three healthy players, but you know, like we're leaving a roster spot for Iggy and we're also leaving one open. Uh, it's for tax reasons, but like, you understand, right? Like we paid a lot of money, you know, like whatever, like they they don't want the buyout players, you know, like. And so, like, I don't know. I just, I. That was the funniest I, punishment. It's like, oh no, I can't sign an inconsequential veteran for my fans to get really excited about for one game until they realize there was a reason they were bought out. Like, <laughs> please, no, How dare Adam you. Silver. Markeith Morris really mattered in that title run. Yeah, that's true. Like, there have, you know, there have been guys, but it's mo- 99% of the time they do yeah. not matter. And it was funny to, like, see that go through. Yeah, it's like, oh, man, they just, they don't want, the owners don't want fans to be able to criticize them for, like, something like not signing a backup center when you have no healthy centers and you have an open roster spot, but you don't want to <laughs> add to the tax bill. You're not speaking of anybody specifically here, are you? No, I'm just talking about like a general situation where fans would theoretically <laughs> criticize someone <laughs> for not spending. Yeah, I don't know. I, I again, I'm going to write about this for Substack, and and I'm waiting to get more information on this so that we can maybe see some of the some of what the union you know took back in order for the league to essentially implement a hard cap. Um, now th- there is apparently this like equity program that players okay, so can that, invest in. I and, did want to get into that 
today. Yeah. Like I, I do have the, these. This that was on my. T- I, I had two more things I wanted to touch on with with you with this that aren't necessarily related to the original question. But mm-hmm. now that we're, t- I have someone to talk about this with. The two most confusing rules to me, like bar none, because I'm not sure that we've really seen them explained or like how they're going to work. So the two most confusing rules. Uh, Players will be able to invest in the teams via an NBPA selected private equity firm. Like, what does that mean? Are they? Is this like when a te- company gives you stock options that you have like the option to like vest some or what? Like, or can like LeBron buy the Vegas team while still playing for the Lakers? You know, like that's the part that I don't fully understand because I'm so not that like, I'm, financially literate. All right, um, <laughs> I, I am not, and again, like I'm, I'm still kind of waiting for more details to come out. For this exact reason, but when has not having enough information ever stopped me from, from having a take? Certainly not. No. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so the good way or bad? I, the, the way that I kind of took it is that um, they like <laughs> it would be hilarious if like LeBron could just like give money back to Genie <laughs> to help keep Alex Caruso next time. Yeah. Um, and then, and then get like a return on his vet, like on the his Lakers investment. have re-signed D'Angelo Russell, and in a related move, the Las Vegas Kings have sent, uh, you know, <laughs> the Las Vegas Witnesses have sent, uh, you know, a five hundred thousand dollar for the rights to a second rounder that will never convey. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So I think the way that I kind of took it though was that uh, you know essentially a fund is going to be created. Um, and some way there is going to be, you know, it, it's going to be linked to the revenue that, that the league generates and that essentially the league will become a stock that the, that players yeah. can invest in. That's um, sort of what, that was sort of my read on it, but it's also very funny to picture it as like LeBron is Jackie Moon on the Las Vegas team, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah, and like, Hey, if they're yeah. allowed to do it, they should, should be allowed to do it. If you're rich enough, you should be allowed to play for your basketball team. I don't, I don't see why that would not be allowed. I want him to. I want. I. He's worth twice as much as Genie Bus. <laughs> like, yeah. If, if it would make the Lakers better if he could invest into the Lakers, like it would. Yeah. <laughs> we would still have Alex Caruso if he could invest into the Lakers. Yeah. Um, so that I. I. So who is going to be like? Who's the worst player that if this rule is actually you can just give out equity in your team? Like who's the worst player that's going to get? a minimum contract, but then like a 25% stake in the team to sign. It's Man. Bradley Beal, isn't it? It's going to be Bradley Beal again. <laughs> like, <it's... laughs> yeah, Bradley Beal. Like, Brad- we can't let Brad go. We got to give him a 15% stake. <laughs> hey, he, around, around Who are you bidding time. against? No one is offering this. Stop it. <laughs> Hey, the good news is they definitely aren't also <laughs> spending a bunch of money on Chris Tapp's Porzingis. Yeah, no, they're going to max Chris Tapp's and Coos, and uh, that's the big three, you know? Um, uh, so my other my other most confusing new rule is uh, I'm going to read directly from Shams Karani of The Athletic and his story. Uh, players will have the ability uh, – players will also have the ability to promote and or invest in betting and cannabis companies. They will be allowed to sign non-gambling endorsement deals with sports betting companies. What is a non-gambling endorsement deal with a sports betting company? Like are you just promoting their merch? You're just like, yeah, I really like this <laughs> – 
<laughs> really like DraftKings logo. X. Yeah, like I, I, I love the fitted tees that they have. Uh, don't use yeah. their app, though. Gambling's bad, and it's leading to people yelling at us. So we definitely don't like it, but also we would like to invest in it. Wait, so if, they, if you aren't allowed to gamble while you are investing into a gambling company, but they legalize weed, so I guess they're allowed to invest into weed companies... I would assume so, yeah. Well, and and also smoke the weed, I guess. Like, the, it, yeah. It's it, I don't know why he the, would the gambling that. one is weird. But like, what is a non-gambling endorsement deal with a gambling company? I don't, I don't know. Maybe I, it's like, oh man, I really love the Mandalay Bay Hotel, but uh, I never go to the casino ever. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, I don't, I for legal think, reasons, yeah. I'm required to tell you that I have never stepped foot inside their sports book. But you know, the uh, Katy Perry's residency, it's great. Come on down. You <laughs> no, know? it's it, they they uh, they can they can invest into whatever company it is that they feel like investing into, but they have to say that Calvin Ridley is their least favorite NFL player. They have to. They have <laughs> I, to say. <laughs> the, I just thought like the, that coming on the heels of a week where it's been like like players complaining that like fans Luka are too Doncic mad now because of betting. Did the, did the no, fan, they're like they're like fans are really angry now because they're bet. And I think there's like legitimate criticism there. Like to be clear, but then it's like, but also we negotiated so that we can invest in these gambling companies because like I guess at least if we're gonna get yelled at, like we'd like to make more money off of it. Can I also just say like, and this is gonna be me like hopping on an old man soapbox again i want like lebron's lock of the week like i want him like tweeting out like a promo code like are they allowed to like are they allowed to like bet on themselves snort emojis you know it's like the only person i bet on is myself right fred van vliet is just like the spokesperson for every gambling company um but like again i don't it just it goes back to for me like okay it how is this not uncut gems is what i'm asking Players like players essentially just, you know, allowed the implementation of a hard cap so that they could invest in stuff and make money from basketball while the actual sport of basketball got worse. You know what I'm saying? Like it this is so it just it's so emblematic of Adam Silver's NBA, where at one point at what point are we gonna start focusing on the basketball again? When are we well, actually going to make Anthony, the game They have the cable better. money, so they don't have to care about the basketball. Right, but that was, and that's like the, you know. Um, and that's, as we all know, cable's going to be there forever. That's never going away. So they're never going to have to worry about any of this other stuff because they're just going to keep getting billion dollar cable deals. Right. And, and, and yeah, that's worked out great for, for RSNs, right? Like that. Yeah, no, I think cable is, like, I, I'm going to say it here. The future. The technology of the future, you know? Yeah. Every um, child I know is like, get me subscribed to some direct TV. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I just I, I find I find all of this, you know, really frustrating because like great. I think it's cool that the league is finding ways for these guys to develop their wealth and set them up, up for their futures. Agreed. Um, for for moving forward, I think that's especially that's like that's the, if it is actually just like the NBA version of a four hundred one k thing. I think that is like really cool and creative. It's just like the I prefer the zanier version where it's like teams are like, yeah, we're gonna sign Luca to the minimum, but we're giving him a thirty five percent ownership stake. You know, right. like well, that's where it'd be funny because Cuban would never do that. Like he would no, never no give chance. up. Like yeah, <laughs> like, um, but and then yeah, he'd go I, on a podcast I, like ten years later, be like, yeah, we didn't like his medicals. That was a big one. That was a big mistake. Anyway, watch Shark Tank. <laughs> But I know business. 
Like, I, I, I think this kind of stuff didn't have to be involved in the CBA. You know, like I, I, you want, you want, you want to implement, like you're talking about, like essentially a 401k program for these guys or give them the opportunity to invest into the, 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 the league itself. Um, cool. That's fine. But that doesn't have to be like part of the negotiations. I, in, I think it in, does actually. Like, well, from, no, but I, I'm saying, I'm saying, like, it doesn't have, like, it doesn't. What announcements, other than the midseason tournament, had anything to do with basketball? I mean, I guess it depends on what you consider buyout free agents, but and like the trades and stuff. But yeah, like the actual game, none. And that's and that like that to me is the like but like what, what sorry what cba negotiation have we ever heard is like oh they're like adding this to the basketball like that's not what they're focused on they're focused on it's it's a union under bargaining stern? with their employer no under stern there was a lot there was a there was a lot more focus on you know like you know i agree in general but not necessarily during cba negotiations no, but I'm I'm saying I'm saying like in those in those CBA negotiations, like it felt like it felt like more and and obviously I think it's different now be, than it was then. Obviously, because we're getting all of this information morsel by morsel, and yeah, and yeah. maybe that makes me more frustrated than the CBA CBA itself. And maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, like and, we're and hearing that, like what the players think is cool, not necessarily right. like what the biggest ram. It's like what the players and execs like. Is like right. what we're here, or what they don't like, is what we're hearing right. about. Or we're agents, not hearing about right? like, all the stuff you in the know. middle. Yeah, or or agents, like a, a, agents. I would imagine are really excited about like this revenue thing. That, and I, I, I think, uh, you know, there's something to do with like, um, I, I forget. I'm, I blanked on it, so I'm not going to go there. The but designated like, I, player thing, the supermax. No, <clears throat> no, the um, like so, uh, another another thing that's going to be looped into basketball related. Uh, BRI, it, it's uh, oh okay. It's like it, it has some. It, it's like uh, the the marketing behind it, right? And and okay. and that more of that stuff. The branding is is going to be looped in, and and revenue generated by that branding is going to be looped in. And and it's like okay, that's cool, and and that's technically more more money that that the players have have access to or whatever. But like right now, a central like a big problem with the NBA right now. Is that you have stars signing these multi-year contracts and immediately demanding to be traded or floating out there that they would like to be traded, and I think that makes for a worse product, you know. And 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 the only people that that really benefits are like the five or six stars who can have that that trade response, like will actually send ripples across the league, and and like nothing has been done to say, all right, when you sign this contract. You have to honor that contract. There, there can be no trade talk. You are not eligible. Well, there'd be a lockout be if they tried to impose that. So fine, I mean, but but like that's how the deal like gets done. But that's the thing. I'm not saying that, like, that like good. I'm not saying good or bad. I'm just saying like that's the reality of it. Like we wouldn't have been hearing about that now. We would have heard that the owners wanted that, and the players yeah. even said no, and that they were headed for a lockout this summer. And 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 fine, but like the, it's it's those kind of developments that I've been kind of looking for. Is like, hey, I do think I look. I'm not sitting here saying that like player empowerment is is a bad thing. Like I, I think for the most part, professional athletes who drive any and all interest in these leagues should be empowered because they they 
are the engines to these leagues. That's fine. It's good for them. It doesn't make the league more compelling, though. I think it's a valid question. Yeah, and, and I would say, I would I would go so far as to say that it's it's actually kind of like we're we're reaching the point point now where I think fans are are like we're seeing the pendulum swing back. Where fans are just kind of like, what? Like do I, Nets fans, how do you think Nets fans feel about player empowerment? Like it's, yeah, it's no, fantastic. I mean, the, the the example is like, you know, I feel like back in the day, like when we heard about trade requests, it was like the stars of the stars that like had not won yet, were frustrated with their situation, yeah. and they were asking to go somewhere that would like put a winner around them. Now it's like Jalen Brown is upset that like he was maybe in trade talks for KD, and so now we have like a like the Jalen Brown Supermax saga, you know? It's right. just like, yeah. Yeah, and, 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 and like... Let's or to, to bring Brown. it back to the Lakers, it's like, you know, Lakers fans are at the other end of this of like, oh, like, you know, like D'Angelo Russell doesn't have a long-term contract, so maybe he doesn't want to play this game, you know, like. Well, like, let's, let's, all right, we could do that or we could do Brown or whatever, but like, let's yeah. say Brown gets his contract or D'Angelo Russell gets his contract, right? Um, or let's say the Lakers actually do extend Russell and this stuff continues regardless because now he's locked up. Why does he like cool? Like I got my money. I don't need to I don't need to push myself to get that money. Or in Brown's case, he gets his contract and he signs the Supermax and in the in the press conference for it says I'm really I am devoted and and committed to the Boston Celtics and all of this. And then like a week later, we jump right back into actually I hate it here. You know. Yeah, actually, I kind of you know, I, I, I want to go somewhere where I'm featured more. And and like, like what, four what it later, all comes down you know, to, like, like the reason the reason all these trade requests happen, um, is because like if they get traded, the team that trades for them has their bird rights. Otherwise, yeah. like I I look if a player wanted to be a free agent and forego those bird rights, and 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 if we wanted to get these players to free agency faster and allow them the ability to make that decision for themselves, then you know what? That's fine. That's the point of free agency. But when you sign a contract and immediately stop honoring the contract, that's when I think fans, I think rightly, are yeah. going to get frustrated about like, well, what the fuck? What? Why am I buying jerseys? Why should I ever buy? For one thing, I never know how long this jersey is actually going to be worn. <laughs> like, yeah. For one thing, like Nike, the fact that the league up. partner is like, yeah, like we're the official credit card of the NBA, and if you buy a jersey and your favorite guy gets traded or leaves in free agency, we will give you a refund within a year. Yeah. <laughs> that's like a marketing that's thing. That's, that's, that's what you're excited to announce. That's a yeah. <laughs> you know, so you know there's a problem here, and 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 like yeah. that's the that's a part of it. And like you're saying, maybe maybe none of that stuff can actually be touched because uh, players. And this would be a good thing. This would be a positive development in, in that like players would feel confident enough to lock out to avoid such a thing. But I would like it known that it was a priority at some point, and not a whole bunch of like super duper wealthy stuff that nobody like what fan gives a fuck that some player can invest well, in their team I, why so, would i care and like, so what? that's the thing <laughs> i think is you know like this is it, clearly that wasn't a priority for the owners or we would have heard about you know like we would have heard more than like rumblings of like oh the owners are upset like the owners aren't upset about this they wanted these financial rules that prevent them from spending more money and yeah. they're happy with that and so i just i think that all fans should take Which that makes into the account. league worse the next 
I think that all fans should take that into account the next time that we're getting complaints, you know, from like either media members working as proxy for the owners of like, oh man, how, if you're an owner, like, how do you, you know, how do you deal with this when like somebody's asking out, like you could have fought yeah. for more protections on yourself. You could have fought for more, whatever. You were happy with the profits. Fair. You were happy to keep the train, the money train going. Like, I don't want to hear any complaints from owners about like, oh, well, you know, like we couldn't like keep this guy or, you know, oh man, players like want to leave now, you know, like all this stuff. They're demanding trades left and right. We don't know how to build a roster. Everybody wants to do different things. Like, I don't want to hear complaints about it because you didn't try to change anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. That's, that's, that's a really good point. I think that's a good place to kind of wrap this thing up. So, uh, yeah. Again, if you guys have questions that I, I wasn't able to get to here, uh, maybe I can open up the mailbag for, for Substack and I can answer some of these in written form there as well. If you want your question to be definitely answered um, on, a, on a Sunday night that we'll release on a Monday morning, you can get that question in the form of a five-star review on iTunes. <clears throat> and I do got to say, like, it really helps the show. So whether it's a question or, or a regular review, I would really appreciate all of that stuff. So get those stuff that that stuff in as well. Harrison, only five stars, though. <clears throat> Anthony doesn't want any like no, no lower than five stars. Stay away. Yeah. Yeah. If you I'd, think I'd Anthony's a four and a half, then just leave it alone. You know, he, he, yeah. he wants to earn your five. I do. I do. Yeah. On Substack where where Harrison does not trust me. Well, again, if one of your listeners submits a sufficiently compelling question that entices my click through and I'm like, you mm. know what? I want to hear more of this person's thoughts. I w let me sign up. Then, you know, I have to make that decision like I would about anyone else, not just because you're my best friend. OK, that would be nepotism. <laughs> we cover the Lakers. Nepotism's a way of life. <laughs> no, I see. I I would feel hypocritical if I were to That's criticize fair. someone for nepotism and then in, and then partake in it myself. I mean, so this is, this would be a bad time to announce Miles's new show on this feed. <laughs> on, on this, no, he's getting his own feed. He's he's got thoughts. He's got five days a week of thoughts. <laughs> Talk to you guys uh, tomorrow. Tune in tomorrow for Pete and I catching back up for the first time in literal it's be years so funny if he cancels on you <laughs> i know i know he should pete you i'm gonna should. text him too i'm gonna text him too i'm gonna <laughs> feel like pete cancel on anthony spent the whole pod plugging it it's gonna be so funny <laughs>
All right, cool. is this uh is is this are, are you are you are you paywalling this episode? Are you gonna draw? Is this your Substack thing where you're gonna you're gonna drop some D-Lo takes that are not ready for like general consumption? Or is this is this is no? A blue I mean, I'll probably episode? write about it okay. for Substack. Okay, where it gets right. a little hotter, you know. Okay, um, not that you would know because you know, still waiting. Uh, to I, see I, your, hey, look, I I can't treat still you waiting to see your email there. I by the I way, everybody, I can see whose emails show up. You knows who hasn't. <laughs> yeah. No, you know what? Uh, no, I, I was I was prepared for this. And I, I'm just going to say, like, it would be you, you, your whole thing is that you criticize nepotism whenever it comes in in sports and whenever, whatever, <laughs> like, uh, you know, business, all so that stuff. Saying, it you, would be you, nepotism <laughs> if I subscribe to your Substack just because you're my friend. Like, I have to wait and be compelled just like I would with any other Substack. And I'm very cheap, so you're going to have to earn my $8. So, you know. I mean, there's a free option, eight? too. So, like, the, oh, there's, there's, well, there's okay, nepotism. Well, in 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 a free subscription i'm juicing your numbers with nepotism if i do that you know i can't i can't in good conscience sign up unless i'm sufficiently compelled your first post was very good though i i appreciate that thank you 